Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Dave Noodles, and we are on the Type 88 Show, where we talk to people about how they turn their dreams into reality. And this man right here has given so many people a stage to share their passion, to meet new fans, to connect with other artists. This guy finds time to do it all. He's an entrepreneur, a husband, a father, and a businessman side by side with his brother doing amazing things in the hip hop and independent music scene. So I just want to welcome Marco Ramos to the type 88 show. What's up, man? Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate that. That was a nice little intro, man. I don't do these <laughs> things often, so I don't really, you know, hear people talk about me like that, but that's pretty cool. Thank you. Of course, man. I pride myself on curating the curators, you know, and when I think of someone who curates the culture, underground scene the music scene your your hand and finger has been on the pulse for how many decades probably two decades now right two decades yeah a little over two decades yeah very long (laughs) (laughs) so you know shout out to you and your brother um you know before i even get into this i just want to you know give you your flowers uh to you and your brother if anyone doesn't know the marco and his brother opened the door to me when i was doing stereotype really early this was like almost a decade ago when I had like 800 followers. Yeah. No one knew me. I was literally making hat by hat one at a time, um, even though we still do it that way. But mm-hmm. these these gentlemen, they didn't even know me and they opened their doors to me dozens of times to set up my merch. Just a dude with a dream who literally wasn't doing any other job. And literally, I just wanted to shout out both you guys because you you both were essential for giving me hope at a time where I was literally, I literally dropped everything to do what I was doing. So I really mm-hmm. want to thank you both. Uh, my, our pl- my pleasure. I'll speak on Miguel's behalf, our pleasure. And, you know, honestly, you, 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 you know, a lot of times when I hear people give flowers, it's like your commitment to yourself got you there. Um, all I did was like literally just open up when you knocked. So like, you know, so I, I think that, you know, kudos to you too, but you know, it's been definitely a pleasure. Yeah, man. The amount of people that I met from those shows are still in my life today. Wow. Wow. And I'm grateful to have both you and your brothers, you know, still, you know, present in my world and you both have been great mentors, support and friends. So I I thank you both for, you know, what you've done for the brand, what you've done for me. Um, just cool. before I even started, I just wanted to really nice, know, nice. shout yeah. you out for that. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. And, you know, kudos to you, like I said, man, for sure. <laughs> Thank you, man. So maybe you could tell us where you grew up, where you and your brother grew up and, you know, how you kind of found music and how kind yeah. of things got going for you guys. Okay. Where do I start? I got to go back to 1978. <laughs> right. But yeah, so like 1978, right? So like. I literally was born around kind of the start of hip hop. Um, grew up with a single parent mom in the projects, Dykeman houses uptown during like, you know, pretty much the crack epidemic, probably one of the worst times in New York City in terms of in terms of policing, et cetera. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, that's where it all started, right? And then just going through regular life and, you know, um, moving to the Bronx, like probably in my teenage years, um, I started to realize that 
when you're a kid, you're just immersed by culture. So you don't realize that you don't know what you like and don't like. You kind of, by default, you're just surrounded by hip hop culture. Um, so I just kind of like soaked that up by default, to be honest. And then it was only until like probably high school where I started really diving into like the details of like, oh, you know, this artist or that artist and started really caring about like the actual art um, of music rather than just like listening to whatever was put in front of me or my yeah. friends were listening to. Um, and, and yeah, and then I think going into, um, into college, there was a family friend that was rapping at the time and he put a demo on a CD and I was like, what is that? That's like weird. I know it was the first time I ever even, I, I, had, I didn't even know people could put demos. Like, how do you record music? Like all that stuff was just like, I was just really curious about the process and like, how do you actually record, write, record, find the beats, put it on, burn it on a CD. And I'm actually listening to it on my way to college. And that just like got me really kind of thinking while, while I was in college studying something I had no idea I was studying and what I was going to do with it or, you know, like at any other kid going to college or young man or young woman going to college and have no idea what their major is and, you know, just do it because maybe their parents told them to go to college, you know? Yeah. Um, so I'm a first generation college grad, so I had no idea what I was doing in school. Rude awakening, scary shit. But when I was in college, um, again, like I said, I, I listened to that demo from the family friend um, and I was like, wow is really cool and it just got me really really curious i went to barnes and nobles at the time and borders when borders was open and i bought a bunch of music industry books you know management books just to learn like what this was about um and then i was really into rockefeller dame dash biggs and jay-z so i was really no one could tell me i couldn't be dame dash at the time well i wore baggy clothes you know the fresh white tees fresh tims all the time um, and so like just curiosity kind of led me here. And, and it, when I was, when I graduated college and I was maybe like 20, 22, I started managing artists in, in my neighborhood and just kind of getting them studio time. I thought I had like real money, but I really didn't have real money. I was just the first college, you know, generation college grad with a job paying 29,000 and change. Um, so I would like, I thought, again, I thought I was Dame Dash when I was putting local artists in the studio and cutting demos because I, I just, I wanted to learn that side of it. Um, and that was like the beginning of getting into the music industry. Um, I don't know if you want me to keep going, but then there's a couple of decades right after that. So, but that's like, <laughs> that's like the beginning of like the curiosity that led to like, oh, wow, this is like really cool stuff that I think I could see myself maybe doing as a career. Um, and, and yeah, and that's, that's, you know, Right after that, I, I quickly found out that making music could be quite expensive. This is before people had home studios, yeah. right? So I'm really dating myself here. You actually had to go to a recording studio. Um, and I it was like, at that time it was like 50 an hour. And as I remember. you know, you know and so it was like really, really expensive. So eventually I was like, again, you know, I think this is when I got a taste of, I guess, entrepreneurship or the idea that I could become an entrepreneur was like, oh, let me be resourceful and figure out how to cut cost here to be able to help more artists. So that's where I started doing research about how to build your own home studio. And I purchased the Mbox, which is the first 
interface that you could record from from I home remember. Yeah. that came with the free version of pro tools, pro tools. the first ever edition yeah um and 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 i built a booth i got some uh, raw materials from home depot and i built a booth in my basement apartment that i was renting at the time um i converted my bedroom into a studio so i no longer had a bedroom um i bought a mic and a bunch of stuff and i had people come over and we started recording Here's a funny story, but like three months, I'll say three or four months into it, I was like, man, there's a lot of reverb. It sounds real echoey. Like something's wrong here. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, this is crazy. Yeah. Um, someone came in that knew what they were doing. They're like, yeah, you got your condenser mic facing the wrong way. Oh. And so I had to turn the, the condenser <laughs> mic the right way to, <laughs> to get some good recordings. But yeah, that, you know, humble beginnings, you know, just a, a kid who grew up in the projects and kind of just like, curiosity led me to like pick up some books um help some local artists and i got to experience i guess both sides right so like you know being in the streets and and kind of being around surrounded by the element of like real streets where you know kids really got punched in the face um you know where you know there were like fights every day and you know just growing up in really rough rough um neighborhoods to then experiencing the other side of it which is like okay button up go to college, you know, people are more well, you know, this is how you could be more well, like well-mannered. And this is what professionalism looks like. Um, so I feel like I, I feel that's my com competitive advantage is that I'm, I'm, I understand um, what the bottom looks like. Um, and I know what it looks like on the other side in terms of like the white collar, you know, um, professional and what that's supposed to mean. So I've kind of, you know, pulling from the best of both worlds. Um, but yeah, but that's like kind of like the beginning, I would say. That's something else, man, to have those humble beginnings to literally grow up. I can't imagine what, you know, what you saw. It, it wasn't easy. Yeah, no, definitely not. But you had this like willingness to learn and be resourceful. Yeah. And you just kind of kept flipping it and flipping it. And well, how do I help these? How do I help the people I'm working with? Oh, let Let's make our own studio. Oh, let's yeah, do this. Yeah. Let's do this. And yeah. and it's crazy. I, I tell anyone that I talk to, like, I'm, my life is all about learning. You're never going to look back and be like, damn, I wish I didn't learn that. Right. right? You yeah. can always be like, I wish I learned that sooner. And yeah. that was great uh, that you took the initiative to be like, yeah. how did the, how's the business work? How do you build a studio? How yeah. do you get people to do this? Yeah. And like, you're really getting your hands dirty. Yeah. And just exactly running yeah. into the wall or, or whatever metaphor it was for, you know, failing or getting or figuring it out. Yeah. And you just kept going. Absolutely. I think I think now that I'm older, I'm 43 now and I think about it. I'm like it was uh, it was the like it can't get any worse mentality. So like when your back's against the wall, you know what it's like to eat one meal a day. You know, what it's like to have a twin. So single parent home with a twin brother. So it's like little income two mouths to feed, you know, making the best of it. You know, we used to, now that I think of it, I have kids of my own. I, my brother and I used to walk to school in first grade by ourselves. Wow. A six-year-old walking to school by themselves. Our school was like six blocks away from the projects. And we would walk to school and back after school on our own at six years old. I would never let my kids walk to school by themselves at six years old, crossing the street by themselves and everything. So that's just to give you like context of like where, how we grew up is like almost like 
we we had our back backs against a wall. We were kind of humble beginnings, but then you know fearless because we were kind of forced to do things that maybe we shouldn't be doing at such a young age. Um, and I think that that wiring, hard wiring, set me up to be maybe a little more fearless and thinking that things are possible um, through kind of like the way I grew up, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. You're like, yeah, if I could deal with this shit. Yeah. I Or this. I, yeah, because I, I look back, man, my mom was picking me up even from high school. Like, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? And I live like a mile away, but yeah, just different, you know, different yeah. vibes. And uh, it's true. It wires you differently when you're absolutely kind of in these tough, tougher situations or you have to fend for yourself or look out for yourself. Yeah. At any age. So yeah. you can be at that age, you know, and then to have your brother. Yeah. You know, that's a blessing to even have a brother. Yeah. But like yeah. you guys really have partnered up. Yeah, it's a funny story. So I was doing, yeah, I was in, involved in music for a few years before. So basically, this was like 2002 when I started like managing artists. And then in 2007 was our first show ever. I had an original partner who got cold feet and didn't want to pay the balance for the room we were renting at Lovinger Theater at Lehman College. And so I had to come up with the rest and um, and then I needed some, some hands to help me. And Miguel, my partner and my twin brother, uh, decided to help me while he was going to school and thinking about he was going pre-med. He was thinking about becoming a doctor. And then we did the show. It was successful. This is pre like barely MySpace days. And um, we it just word of mouth spread. People were like, I want to do the overtime concert series. What is that? What is that? And so like we started doing monthly shows, like maybe six months after our first show ever. And we never stopped since. And he decided, you know, he decided to not go to medical school, maybe like two years after shows, doing like monthly shows. And then in 2009, 2010 is where we formed Major Stage, which is the company that exists now. So that's crazy, man. I know there's a lot of in between, but I don't know if we have enough time for all that. But it's it's a it's a it's been a long, long, grueling, grueling journey of like losses after losses after losses and again now that i think back of it in retrospect it was really the hard wiring and the competitive advantage we had was we have nothing to lose and and we just we just found a reason to keep going because it's like if we can improve things just one percent every single time we'll build something that will last a lifetime and i feel like that's where we're kind of headed towards yeah what a pivot for him right he like he's uh, yeah He's on this, like, oh, I'm going to medical route. It's going to be this, yeah. and yeah. I'm going to make this, and then takes the jump into entrepreneur, create a business, which the roadmap yeah. is kind of, you could look it up, you could read a book, but until you're in the trenches, yeah. you don't know what you're about. Yeah, you don't know yeah. what you're going to deal with. Mm-hmm. So you, you had to literally create your own map to this. Yeah, yeah exactly. But, but everything exactly. you've done shaped you you know and things you've been through and so how did how's that work with both you because you know you're both doing the business side of things yeah yeah. how did you kind of figure out okay this is my role this is your role yeah yeah. right out of college i I had a day job and i kind of worked myself up in that day job to like a senior level role and i left my day job when i was 30. so from like 22 to 30 i worked corporate america and like i said got my chops like up there 
on that side of it and understanding how to like what business development meant and you know just like um really um honing in honing those like professional skills that you typically you wouldn't learn you know college could teach you so much but you kind of learn in in the corporate world of how to like conduct yourself and how to actually draft an appropriate email and all these different things so um, so I, I had a leg, you know, a little advantage because Miguel um, didn't go back, didn't go to college until like, I feel like his late 20s. Um, so I had like, I guess, business experience or, you know, um, day job corporate experience. Um, and Miguel and I, although we're twins, we're a lot different in, in a sense. He's more like a kind of introverted, creative thinker. I feel like I'm, I'm more take charge, um, kind of big thinker, um, you know, and, and just like OCD, you know, ridiculous levels of ambition. And Miguel has ridiculous levels of ambition, but I, I think I'm more of like innately a, a leader, I would say. Um, so currently I, I, I kind of, I'm the president and CEO and Miguel's um, just a co-founder and the kind of media director oversees the media stuff. Um, so that was easy because I think Miguel, it's a part of being self-aware. I think Miguel just knew his strengths and he knew my strengths. And he just like, when we were younger, he'd be like, he would call me the mouthpiece. So I'd be like, Marco's the mouthpiece, let him like just handle everything, you know? Cause maybe he just yeah. didn't feel comfortable doing it cause he never had to do it at a day job. Um, yeah. So yeah, so that's like my role is just like, um, I guess I would maybe consider myself the leader in a sense, but Miguel's a leader as well, as well in his own way. Um, yeah. But we figured it out pretty early that my role was to like, oh, get us those new venue connections. Like, oh, like, you know, negotiate with the venues, you know? Um, that was always like my role. And Miguel was more kind of like in the background, um, handling like the numbers, operational type stuff. Um, and he did some booking early on as well um, before we hired any employees. Believe it or not, it was just the two of us for a very long time. <laughs> I, remember, I remember being at yeah. many of the events. And it was, yeah. I remember when you were just starting to, yeah. Add new people to the team and yeah. to now see where you are. You know, I've, I've gone to events and you were at another event happening yeah. in a whole other venue somewhere else. So yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. I was like, yo. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty crazy. I think I might have told you this last time, but in 2019, we had our biggest year where I think we produced nearly 400 shows that, that year alone. Wow. And so it's more shows than, a, 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 you know, days in a calendar year which is ridiculous if you think about it. But that that was just because, you know, and I think if there's any young people listening to this podcast, it's just a testament of like, don't think too far ahead, just like master each step. Because if you master each step, then you can amplify your process. Because then at that point, if you have a, a tight process and a tight, you know, um, company culture and all these things, you could just add more people. And human capital will allow you to like, scale faster than you ever thought you could that's real yeah that's uh, it's amazing to see man and just thank you man i i tell anyone oh great you're starting now you want overnight success i'm like yeah just work like 14 years every day yeah for that thing yeah and in about 14 years you'll see yeah. the overnight success and um yeah yeah. It's just great to to hear, you know, after you've passed kind of the decade mark of your passion and the business that you've chosen, yeah, the evolution that you see and the growth and the learning and everything. Yeah. 
I, I always say you find a way to make it work. You're not going to just disintegrate because things aren't making sense. You, it forces you to think and be, and, and adjust and move around and mold and change what, to what you got to do. Yeah. Younger people are just too hard on themselves. I'm 40. I put it this way. I'm 43. And I'm like, man, I'm so young. I got so much more time. I got damage to do. I can't wait. Like, especially when you start like calculating your time differently. Right. So like I've already spent over 20 something years in the music industry and what I was able to accomplish in 20 something years and, and compared to like what I was able to accomplish the last 10 years, I'm like another 10 years. Oh, it's, it's, like young people say, it's lit, man. I know yeah. you give me another 10 years, man. <laughs> you know? And and that's the way you start looking. You, you start um, assessing or evaluating what time really means when you correlate it with what success means to you. I think people just hold themselves to something too early. And it's not fair to themselves, you know? Think about how long you're going to school, you know? You're not expected so to, like, true. have a job when, like, you're first grade all the way to eighth grade. That's, t- that's eight years right there, man. So like why are people rushing themselves through the process? You got to take your time. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. And I don't know what video game exists. Mm -hmm. I know. I know in like the first Mario, you could like get to level four or five if you kind of go above and you climb, but like, you're not going to the last level Mm -hmm. from that first level, Mm -hmm. because by the time you get to that last level, you're not ready to go. No. What are you going to do? Yeah. I always tell people like, yo, learn to manage five thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Because if someone just gave you a million, would you be ready to manage this? Like, right. Right. And then right. you know, you get blessed when you've passed these tests. Yeah. Absolutely. You can Absolutely. manage it, you could handle it. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Here's more responsibility. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally take agree. care of it. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. A lot of people, a lot of people drop the ball because they're just not ready when they think they're ready. Yeah. Yeah. So how important is communication to you? You know, just because you're dealing communication you're working is, with communication. You're working with so many people. Yeah. Communication is, um, is, is everything. Communication is listening more than you talk. And, and when I say, when I say that, it's not even just like words, it's body language. It's really understanding what, where, um, what motivates people and what they really want out of the relationship they have with you. Um, and, and when you understand that, I think it's more seamless. Um, and you create a, just a mutually beneficial relationship where you're giving a little bit more than they're getting. You're giving a little bit more than they're actually giving you. Um, I think when you create that form of communication, um, then you, you become a resource rather than an, a, like a, an exchange or like a transaction, you know? So yeah. I, think, I think communication is underrated it's so underrated um and i think younger people because communication has like uh it, it's being done through social media so it might happen a little faster sometimes but the but the the basics and the core stuff are still the same it's like treat people fairly be kind don't be a dickhead and and don't ask don't ask for stuff too early in the relationship and and try to add add value um because that's what communication is right it's like it is an exchange of like a moment and and that moment can't just be like fucking take 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 like withdrawing all day you know um so, so yeah true. yeah so i think communication is everything 
I think um, I, I personally think is one of my strengths. Maybe not everyone you know agrees with that, depending who's on you know receiving the message. But <laughs> but I think I think communication yeah. is one of my strengths because here's the thing with communication: it's not it's not an effort to be light. It's an effort to be concise and to be accurate with what the message you're trying to relay. And sometimes a message doesn't want to be heard, but that's not your problem. Your problem is to make sure you get it across to them in a way that they can understand it. And if they don't like you for it today, that's okay. Maybe they'll like you for 15 years from now, you know, or 20 years from now, they'll be like, damn, I remember that conversation, you know? So I think, I think communication, uh, I think the idea of telling people what they want to hear is poor communication. (laughs) It's so true. Yeah. It's so true. People are always telling me like, Dave, you're, you're so positive. You're so po-. I'm like, I was like, nah, like is I look at it as being real. Like just yeah. telling, yo, things are a little shitty, but don't worry. You're going to figure it out. You know? And it, that's kind of it in like a simple form. It's like yeah. understanding where you are, mm-hmm. having the attitude to keep going and then figuring out to go. And, um, and then who do you, who are you working with to get it done? Right. Yeah. And, you know, you said I was going to ask you, you know, about a lot of like the values that you grew up, you know, you said you grew up in the projects Mm -hmm. and you've kind of you've kind of hinted or talked about the values that you you grew up on that you've kind of taken over to business. Mm -hmm. What's what are some of kind of like the golden rules that you have, you know, that you've taken kind of growing up in a, you know, from the struggle. Yeah. yeah. Taking them over to business and they've. They've allowed, you know, they've given you that strength. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, that's a good question is these aren't, aren't necessary things I think about too often, but um, let me see. I think, I think the the one thing that comes to mind and just to keep it like real and not so like freaking, you know, politically correct and fucking like Anthony yeah. Robbins style. But the truth is I ain't shit. And when you think you ain't shit, you start, you move differently. And when you say, you know, when you know that, you know, you know better than your peers or, you know, better than the kids you grew up in, in with when you're a kid that maybe are now in the penitentiary or maybe took the wrong turn in life. I think I still I still know that I was fortunate enough to make the right turn, but but my circumstances could have been different. Easily could have been different. And, and it, there's so many like moving factors or variables in terms of like the decisions your parents make or, you know, an older person in your neighborhood or maybe the church you went to, you know, that kind of like keep steering you in the right direction. Um, so I think, I think the truth is that I go into it knowing I ain't shit. I, I just, I just built on things that I feel like I was fortunate enough to experience that kind of steered me in the right direction where I, I, I express my gratitude by making sure that I, I do my best to put my best foot forward. Um, and, and yeah, and, and just, and when I think of winning and there's a good like uh, connection, when I think of winning is, is that winning for me um, is a team effort. It's like a, it's a shared experience. That's the best way to put it. So that, so when you think you ain't shit because you ain't shit by yourself, you're not gonna do anything by yourself. So when you know it's a shared effort then you you don't you don't have you you don't have that bravado or that arrogance to think that you don't need people or you're you are the shit, right? Rather than you ain't shit. 
and you know that you need to assemble people and you know and and, and just like bring the best out of people and and kind of um, create valuable put yourself in the right places in order to share the, the, the correct experiences with the best people. So like that's that's I think the core value is like that's why when people say like when people are looking left and right on their paths and they're like compare the compare culture is horrible. You can't compare yourself to other people because your come up is way different. Yeah. So, so this is where I'm where I'm coming from. So it's like if if what makes you special is is how you experience life and being real about what your competitive advantage is or whatever it is you're trying to do. Um, so like that's what I feel like my competitive advantage is. Like I'm not afraid to lose it all. I don't think of myself as the shit. Like I really don't really it doesn't matter how much money I make. It doesn't matter how successful I am. I'm just going to keep striving to lift people up and just try to be as impactful as possible as, as I can, you know, whether that's with my peers, my, you know, um, uh, artists, clients, it doesn't even matter. You know, I just want people to remember that, that whatever moment or experience we had, it was, it was like positive and productive. Um, and I don't want ever to want to give people the, idea that that um that they're beneath me and i think that that is the projects because in the projects you ain't above anybody and when you're when you're arguing with somebody because they have the jordans they they ain't shit either they in the projects they just hustle money up to go get the fucking jordans but they still have the shared experience with you in, in terms of struggle you know not being in you know the, the, no parent is like yes i'm aiming for the projects for my kids so like when you know that everyone's at you know uh on an even even playing field um i think that's the core values that i, I think that i kind of i i'm always going to be a project kid doesn't matter how much well spoken i am today than i was back then you know i'm still a project kid so <laughs> you know that's that's powerful man that's really powerful you know just you you nailed so many different uh you nailed so many things there and um, yeah yeah thanks it's it's this balance of changing and not changing right like you yeah. you kind of filter out things that are working for you lessons mm-hmm. keeping things letting things go and we're just like we're this ongoing filter of of yep. knowledge and application yeah and i love what you said about the moments you know just i because i that's something that people always ask me like yo dave what do you want for your birthday what do you want for this i'm like i mm-hmm. want a mo- i just want a moment with where we could enjoy mm-hmm. go somewhere do something um a game a show you know a park or yeah carousel yeah. or something like yeah. yeah let's because the moments are what we're, we're going to look back on we, yeah yeah I could have every Absolutely. toy. I could have every J, every dollar. But yeah, if there's if I'm not sharing a, a moment with someone, you know, and that doesn't make sense. And that yeah, that's yeah. why I love this show. It's just to talk to people, really, you mm-hmm. know, capsule this moment, hear about where you're going, where you've been, and where you're about, you know, and where you're planning to go. And there's kind of this culture of work 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 you know like no sleep what's your kind of approach on that because you got a family yeah yeah you know you you and your brother both aim to both be healthy take care of yourselves yeah yeah 
And then you got a, a business with several employees, mm-hmm. as you said, hundreds of shows going on. Mm-hmm. Lots of different aspects to oversee. So yeah. maybe you could kind of give me your take on balance and kind of just yeah. managing it all and time man- and time management. Yeah, shit. Um, balance. <laughs> the old, the good old word balance. Um, I, I would say it's 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 twenty four seven. Um, I never turn my entrepreneurial business brain off. I think I think where I find balance is is um spending time with my family um, and allow me to, you know, being a, a business owner allows me the flexibility to do whatever I want. Um, but obviously having fortunate enough to have a wife that is embraces my lifestyle of like understanding how like ambitious I am and, and my lofty goals and all that stuff. And, and kind of knowing when not to get out the way, but like, just to like, let me just be who I am. So um, I would say it's, it's, I don't take many vacations. I'm a keeper real. Every I talk about them <laughs> with my wife, and we just never do it. But um, but I would you know I would love to take more vacations. But my day is very like um, there's a lot of moving parts, man. Like you know, running major stage. I also manage a few artists. We have a roster of artists. Um, it's just nonstop. So. Um, it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, it doesn't feel like a job. So it's almost like the kid who's playing video games for me, work is actually fun. So it doesn't feel like work. So it's always like attached to me, like it's on my phone and it's like, so it's a matter of like saying, okay, I'm not going to play today. Let me, let me stop playing and go play with my daughter. Or let me stop playing and watch UFC with my son, you know? Um, so yeah, so in, ter- in terms of balance, man, um, for me, and I can only speak for me, not even Miguel or other people, I just love what I do. And I, I, I don't have a retirement plan. I tell my, my wife knows that I'm never retiring. You're never <laughs> going to catch me like fucking. Same shit, man. Yeah, yeah. Never retiring. I warned my girl too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is way too much fun for me, man. I, I like I, part of the earlier conversation is like, it's almost that game of like, it's the video game of like, man, I was, I was able to accomplish this in a couple of decades. What can I do in the next one and the next one? And, you know, and it's just like, I'm starting to think at 43, I'm thinking to myself, like, how can I get to 90? Like, what do I need to see 90? Cause I need that extra decade, you know? Yeah. Um, so like, that's how like, I think, which maybe is not the healthiest, but that's how I feel. You know, it's like, it's a nonstop thing. So in terms of routine, man, I, as I got older, I feel like, your morning routine really sets the day. So I'm big on like meditation. I'm big on journaling. I'm big on Me like ma- manifesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm big on um, um, working out. I work out every day um, and I don't work out for long, contrary to what freaking health experts tell you to do. I literally do a workout that takes five to seven minutes every day. Um, and, and that's pretty much it, man. And then I get my day started and then in be- my day doesn't end until I go to sleep. But in between that time is where I take breaks for like obviously eating, family time, and that type of stuff. But yeah, it never ends, man. It it never ends. <laughs> I, I I literally I I literally wrote I came to that conclusion. Mm-hmm. Today, I'll never be finished. No, no. And I'm always like I always have this like anxiousness where I'm like oh. I, 
there's there's like 90 things if i could just knock out the 90 things and then the day just ends and i'm like and then there's like 40 more that come yeah and then i'm back to 90 again <laughs> like, yeah. oh i was yeah. at 50 yes and like i kind of have this and then it hit me today i'm like dave you'll never be finished no and it's okay right but you're blessed because there's so much more to do tomorrow That's yeah right. i mean you know i grew up playing baseball and and that was the thing when i was a kid you know, I would put my uniform on and 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 sleep in it because I couldn't wake up to wake wait. I couldn't wait to wake up in the morning for the game. That's how I feel as an entrepreneur, essentially. That's real. Like I can't wait. I can't wait to wake up and like get to it. You know what I mean? And get it popping. Yeah. That's how I feel every day. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It doesn't matter, man. <laughs> it's like I feel like that every single day. But I know I, I'm older now, where I'm like, okay, you gotta relax. You know, like it's time to spend time with the baby or it's time to like, you know, go outside for a walk, you know? Um, so like, yeah, but you're right though. It's, it's never, you never finish, and it's, it's definitely a journey for sure. And that's great that you could just switch, right? Like you're, yeah. you're in this game, the business game. And then it's like, all right, time to, I'm in, a, I'm in a new world now with my family. Yeah. And I'm going to be all in there. And yeah. it's, and we, and it, we don't have to limit ourselves to just wear this one thing, right? Like, and it's great to know, you know, you're, you're handling everything you're handling stuff, you know? And as you said, you still fail, you're still learning. You're there for your family. You're there for your people. You're there for your yeah. business and, yeah. and you're taking care of yourself. Yeah. A thousand percent. Process, a thousand percent. So. Yeah. Yeah. Just being, I tell my wife this all the time. It's like, you know, being um, perfectly imperfect. That's my goal. I can't wait to fail. Because, you know, when you get, you know, to, to my age, and I'm still, I feel like mad young, but, you know, when you get to my age, you learn that, damn, the, the faster I fail, that is the faster I can learn and actually win. Yeah. So it's like, I can't wait to like roll out a new idea. I don't get attached to like new ideas. They yeah. could fail in a week and I'd be like, oh, well, I got something from that. Now I know it didn't work. Now I'm on to the next thing, you know? Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, failure is, is very, very, very important to embrace. Um, and too many people get crippled by that perfection, you know, we, we add these filters to our photos to make them look different. Yeah. How do we look at things and give ourselves positive filters yeah. or reinforcement filters or manifestation filters? Mm -hmm. So when something happens to us, we could look at it that way. And it's just mm -hmm. great to hear your, your take on things of just like, all right, I'm gonna figure it out. Oh, I failed this way. It's just to, to even take that approach because I've I've heard people they're like, the weather's bad, the day's bad. I'm like, yo, yeah. yo, no, no, it, it doesn't have to be like that. I was right, like, right. yo, we just gotta change a little bit of this programming, yeah, because we can't let that thing. No, why does that have to affect the bigger picture? There's so mm -hmm. much more to the day than something out of your control. So let's right. think about the stuff you can control. Yeah. Um, it's great to hear your take on all these things, bro. Like, yeah, definitely. Definitely not. You know, it's, it, you keep it simple, man. It's not that complicated. People just make things too complicated. They, you know what it is too, is like the, the need to appease. Or, or so like, you know, I have this thing, even with my daughter and my son, when they were a kid, like, well, my daughter's like nine months and my son is 21 now, but you know, um, clap for your damn self. Yeah. That's like my, my saying, it's just clap for yourself. 
you know, like, you know, all this, like waiting for someone to applaud you. It actually makes me uncomfortable when people talk about my successes. Cause I'm like, that shit is mad old. Like I'm on to the next thing, you know? Yeah. And it's like, when you start clapping for yourself, game changer. Cause you, you're only really doing things for yourself at that point. It's real. Mm-hmm. It's so real, right? Yeah. Bro, you, you don't even know, man. Like I found such a comfort in not saying what I just did. And you know me, bro. I You met me in the height of my social media you know, mm-hmm. phase where I was posting everything. Everyone knew about everything. Right. Bro, and I, I've, I've been at a point where I've had to like coach myself back to be like, all right, Dave, you know, you could tell people about what you just did because I found such a groove yeah. of, of just doing hundreds of things mm-hmm. and just doing the work. And like it went to where it was supposed to go. Mm-hmm. It was having the effect I was beyond what I expected. And I didn't tell anyone about it. It was it was this weird thing. Right. And and I would just kind of and the the achievement was kind of the cheering myself on. And yeah. it, like and I kind of as as you know, bro, I, what am I a millennial whatever? I grew up on people cheering for me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And once I got with the participation trophies, man. Yeah. Participation trophies. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was weird. Like then I would post something and it would almost, it would mess me up almost because it would, it would get a certain amount of things. And then like, now I'm overthinking like, Oh, well I did this and I thought it was great. And then I'm like, damn, why am I overthinking this? I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to get to work. And then just, you know, clap for myself. Like, uh, did it, did it keep going? Keep And like, I just got hooked on it. I just got mm-hmm. hooked on just, and that that's some real shit that you're yeah. saying, bro. Yeah, yeah. Even on Instagram, you won't find a picture of me. On on you won't find a picture of me on Instagram, because for me, I, I like and this is part of like applauding like yourself and cheering for yourself or clapping for yourself, is um. If I don't have anything like powerful, and a big winning moment to post, then I'm not winning. I'm not doing enough. So I can't wait till I do something cool so I could post it. Not because that's a form of me clapping for myself. And I'm not posting it to like be like, oh, I'm gonna tell everyone what I did. It's just like validation of like self-validation of like, this is what I uh, accomplished. I don't care about taking a picture with this artist or that artist. I'm not gonna post that. I'm only gonna post what I did so I can help empower my peers, empower people that might come across my page. Um, And that's like a form of like clapping for yourself. Um, and then I just keep it moving and I'm like, on to the next thing. I need some, damn, I haven't posted in seven days, man. I ain't doing enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I need something yeah. cool to post about, you know? Um, but yeah. it's usually about other people's success, which, you know, is a form of like, kind of, you know, if, if you kind of head down that path of like understanding your why or why you do something and, and really wanting to like really have an impact and change people's lives, which is one of the things I kind of journal in the morning as a routine. Yeah. One of my little uh, mantras or stuff I write down is like, I literally want to impact and change people's lives. There isn't money attached to it. It's not, it could be a moment. It could be whatever it is. I just, I feel like that's like what I was born to do in a sense, you know? So that's like my biggest motivation. And, and I don't really talk about this that often. So it's kind of weird, but yeah. the truth is, is like, I have clients that, you know, not to, <laughs> if any of them watch it, it'd be funny, but they don't wish me like people can forget my birthday. I don't even care. 
No, people don't even wish me. You wouldn't even know it was my birthday because I'm not the guy that's posting happy birthday to me, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, like, that's the type of guy, like, I feel like I've become growing up into this, like, more mature kind of version of myself, you know? Um, and and if, if I can impart that on younger people to, like, maybe speed that up a little bit, it's like, man, once you figure out how to clap for yourself and not look for outside validation, man, you, you could be so unstoppable. Really. It's real. Yeah. It's real. You you find the food that's feeding you. Mm-hmm. And like, and for me, and you know, clearly you progress. You know, you're yeah. doing stuff. You're getting stuff done. You're you're yeah. you're with someone. You're helping them. Like you're finding the fuel for yourself. Mm-hmm. And you're just in the zone. You almost forget to post. You're like, oh shit, yeah. the whole day went by. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 not Good. easy to do. Honestly, I'd be like, I look at them like, oh, I got to do this now. I really don't want to do this, but yeah, but I know how necessary. I love it's social a, media. It's a you balance. Know? Yeah. yeah, social media is important. Yeah, as a building like brand and stuff like that. Um, and maybe this is a step in the direction of like building my own personal brand. I don't know, but but whatever it is, I, I think that um, people just need to like be real with themselves and figure out what who they really are and what really makes them tick. And not doing it for like, like, like that outside noise, you know, or like feeling like you, 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 you feel like you're a part of something or you accept it because I don't know, whatever reason people use social media for like, you know, that kick, you know, that, that, that when the likes start coming in or, or people DM you and they freaking stroke your ego, you know, that's, yeah. that stuff is cool. I get it. You know, like you stroked my ego early on in this conversation, which is fine. <laughs> you know, I'll take it, but I'm not like out there like looking for it every minute of the day you know yeah yeah of course yeah. there's so much world to change right and, yeah. and your world right we all have our own world that we're in where we interact and people are like oh dave well how could i change the world and it's like yo your world is your home whoever <laughs> you interact with throughout the day yeah and whoever you could communicate with throughout the day yeah you're you're not going to maybe impact a billion people. It's not a billion people watching you right now. Your world right. is your world. I know people that are, yeah. are mothers and they, they're impacting their world by being there 24 seven for their family. Yep. Cooking the illest dishes, yep. you know, scraping, putting band-aids on their kid's leg and, and helping them up from the bike. Yeah. I know people that are climbing up on buildings and putting the Verrazano together. Your world, we're all our worlds are different, but we could all make a contribution to it in one way or another. Bro. Absolutely. What are some things maybe we could look out for for major stage? Maybe you can't sneak yeah. peek everything, but yeah, yeah. Um, just you know, on the shows. So, major stage is the parent company that that is kind of has a reputation of producing shows. Um, so we're just you know, producing a lot of shows in New York City across different genres, which is cool. We're bi coastal now, so we're producing shows in LA. I think we've done like 10 to 12 shows in LA so far. Um, and uh, we launched both a media division, uh, media subsidiary, and as well as a music subsidiary. So, you know, a lot of the content on our YouTube channel and just kind of building that out, you know, building relationships with more artists and kind of um, growing and building um, uh, relationships with the artist community. Um, like I said, labels, publicists, et cetera, just to kind of contribute to artists' careers. So we do that through like a lot of content activations. If you go to our YouTube or just our Instagram page, you'll see. We do a lot of like the in-studio performances. We do a Red Room series, which is new, which is kind of like an acoustic 
you know, R&B singer or just singer kind of version of our performance series. Um, we do a kind of like a freestyle video series we did it with Smooky Margiela, and then we put that out as well uh, on all DSPs. Um, so we just want to grow that, you know, to to just to other levels, you know. It, we started from scratch in 2019, and currently I think we've we're like over 40,000 subscribers on YouTube, you know, garnered millions and millions of views at this point. Um, and we just want to be able to do more of that. Um, and, and we've released some of those in studios and media activations through our music arm, which is kind of interesting. So, so like some of the in studios will put out the, the audio versions on like Spotify and stuff. And we did some deals with a few major labels so far, which we're excited about. And we want to kind of do more of that and obviously do it with indie, independent artists as well. And then we have the music division, which is also the baby of major stage was launched at the same time we launched the media division in 2019, where we have, um, we manage a roster of artists and then we have um, some marketing and digital clients as well. Um, and so we're excited about that. You know, uh, one of the, there's too many artists to talk about, but one of the ones we were really excited about and we're excited about all of them, but recently is Amber Ryan. We've been managing her for um, two and a half years now, I would say. And she just got her first, you know, she got her first, Distro deal, official distro deal, which we're really excited about with uh, through AWOL. Um, and we're kind of like, she actually, ironically, her debut single um, from that deal is um, Dropping at Midnight. Um, so we're excited about it. It's called Situationship. So just breaking artists through the music division. We also manage other artists like Forever, Chris Dassey out of Virginia Beach, Forever is from Philly, Companions, a new artist we signed. Um, and a bunch of other artists that we work with as well. So we want to build out the music um, division as well, the media division. So essentially create um, a modern music community is what we call it now. So it's kind of like a hybrid music company um, where we can help artists in different ways um, and just keeping you know true to like our foundation essentially. Um, so like we don't charge for anything. Um, so like, for example, I think you know this, but like with our um, shows, we don't do pay to play. We're against that business model. Um, with the media activations, you can't pay to get on. Um, we don't we don't charge money for any media activations. Um, same thing with the music division. You can't pay your way onto our roster. Um, and, and I think not that that's like a norm on the music side of things, but you know, I think that's important for us to be like, have exhibit high levels of integrity. So yeah, that's what's on the horizon, man. I want to break. I want us to break a lot of artists and, and really thinking of what that's going to look like in the next 10 to 20 years from now. Um, and obviously do more shows across the na you know, nationwide and stuff like that. So, but yeah, big, we, we've just gotten started though. Man. I know we've been doing this for a while and the young, you know, young <laughs> people are like, what is old head talking about? I know I'm only 43, man. I got a lot more to do. So <laughs> there, there's a lot of, um, great things happen, happening in terms of just everything, man. Just like creating valuable relationships. We manage a couple of producers as well. One Zach Golden, which is like a key collaborator with um, Amber Ryan. She's a, I, he's a co-producer and produces a lot of stuff with her. Um, so yeah, we're just excited, man. So that's, that's where we're headed right now is more shows, break artists and build a digital platform to be able to, be able to support more artists for the next few decades. 
Let's go, man. Team no retirement. Let's yeah, no, no retirement, man. <laughs> you know, you know, it, it's definitely not going to end. I don't know what, you know, the future holds, but I, I know that I'm not stopping, you know, if, you know, I'm still here. Definitely, there's no stopping and, and there's only going to be growth. And I can't wait to build with my team currently. I can't wait to build with the artists on our roster and just keep building. And I can't wait to welcome new, you know, relationships into our family. So it's, it's, it's on and popping. From Let's here on go. out. So Let's like, go. Yeah, yeah. So so we're, we're <laughs> so that's that's where we're kind of involved with. And I and I think it's funny because a lot of people, and you included, know us from shows, and a lot of people had have no idea that we do anything else. And it's funny because during the pandemic, people that were introduced to the major stage brand thought all we did was media and in studios because mm-hmm. there were no shows. So now post pandemic, or we're still kind of in the pandemic, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Now that we're introducing shows, we're like, oh, Major Stage does shows too. <laughs> so we're like, all right, cool. So we're, you know. Breath of fresh air, right? There. Yeah, yeah, breath of fresh air. Yeah, so we're back, you know, we're, we're doing shows again. <laughs> to have known you for over a decade, you know, to just see the growth, hear your story about you and your brother, where you grew up, you know, the lessons that you've taken from growing up, where you did walking home at age six mm-hmm. to now, you know, walking up to, you know, big desks with labels and, mm-hmm. and finding artists in the cut, you know, and, and giving them a chance, you know, to give them the, you know, the opportunities and connecting dots. Mm-hmm. Cause you, when you're an artist, it just, it, you, you, a lot of your focus is on the creation. So to just be there to support the artists during these processes and, yeah backing them up and giving them a stage and way beyond it, yeah. it's just so beautiful to hear man i'm just inspired man by by everything so i thank you man it's my 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 pleasure man you know <laughs> and that's it's one of those things where it's like i would rather inspire and not be told that i'm inspiring but i i'll take it for what <laughs> it is it's cool <laughs> but like that's like i'm i'm glad you know it's great to hear um yeah because like that's like that's really honestly the goal you know is just to be as inspiring as i can be and i and I, I have a strong feeling that i am inspiring to a lot of people whether i hear it from the public or not but to hear that from you means a lot because we haven't spoken necessarily in a long time right so it's like we met and then i kind we kind of like had our dealings and we had our conversations and our moments and our shared experiences which was cool we went our separate ways but there's still a mutual respect where we could come back and still kind of have conversations or even remember conversations from that long ago. Um, and that's like, I guess confirms that the path and trajectory I'm on is the right one to know that, you know, what I'm setting out to do is actually happening rather than me hoping or guessing that it's actually happening, you know? <laughs> and it's, it's no question that you're yeah. on that path we got to have a, a show in like when we're 90 yeah, yeah. When, you're, when you're 90 and i'm 80 uh, 83 ish because i yeah. like six year difference or so that that would be a sick show i'm gonna put it in my google calendar bro yeah yeah, yeah. And, uh, 90 man Sheesh. i don't know man i don't know but uh, you know we could we could aim for that you know that, that's that's cool i don't know if i would want to go to show a show when i'm 90 but Maybe, maybe I will. Yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll probably do a Zoom or whatever. I, we'll yeah, yeah, yeah. Do this show. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay, cool. All right. <laughs> I will just tap back in. I will, I'll, re, I'll rewind this. I'll be like, remember this? Yeah, I'll definitely have way more gray hairs <laughs> um, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. I, I, I can't wait to see what you, you all do next. Um, thank you for sharing your story. You're welcome, man. And definitely. And let me know if there's anything I could do to help. Um, and that, as you know, you know, yeah. you know, feel free to take advantage of me, you know? Um, of course. Just don't, don't just don't ask me to send anything to your Venmo or PayPal. <laughs> but like anything else, I'll definitely, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll definitely help, you know, like yeah. that's what I'm here for. And, um, you know, if, if there's anything, you know, if you ever want to chop it up, just let me know. But, you know, thanks for having me on. It's pretty cool. You know, I, I don't think I've, you might be like the first podcast I've done. I did this like this radio show thing maybe like 10 years ago, but I don't do this often. Of course. And I, I felt like it felt weird because typically I would be like, eh, I wouldn't do it. But I was like, oh, Dave reached out. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to do it because Dave reached out. You know, <laughs> Let me get this off real quick and see how it feels. And I think it's cool, man. So thanks for like maybe re-energizing me because maybe these are things that maybe I should do a little more often, you know? Yo, man, every convo that we've had that's been more than five minutes because they were either very short or very mm-hmm. long convos, they've they've had lasting impacts on me. Wow. And um, they were, we only had a few, mm-hmm. but they had lasting impacts. And I remember lasting impact convos and I've had tens of thousands of quick ones and long yeah. ones. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy that, that you are natural. Uh, you would I would have thought this was your show. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm curious before I let you go. So, what's one thing? I'm just curious on like the psychology of like what people remember, right? So, was it was it a was it something said in the conversation you remember, or was it how you felt during the conversation, or both? And if there was something you remember that was said, what was it? And that if there was a feeling. Like, what was that feeling? I'm curious. The convo that we had. Any about, conversation. About it with us. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, yeah. I could remember it. And I remember literally who I saw after that mm-hmm. and who I texted after and stuff. Um, so I remember we, we had a, a convo, you, your brother and I, and I was just trying to like f- kind of find a roadmap of where I, where I mm-hmm. wanted to go because I was... I was enjoying kind of being all over the place, doing lots of things. And you were really the first, you know, both of you were like, yo, you got to own what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You're here, you're there, you're, you're, you're everywhere. It's, it's hard to understand exactly what you're doing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Are you there? You're doing so much here. Are you, And like, it was at a point where it was kind of foreign for me at the moment or like, mm-hmm. and it was weird for me to hear that because everyone else was just congratulating me. Oh, you're doing great. You're doing great. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was like a curveball for me to hear something that out of the norm, right? Like yeah. if just two, two dudes that were like doing their thing that I, I that I came to for, for some advice. So mm-hmm. I was all, I was kind of ready for the advice, no matter what mm-hmm. it was. And I was going to, and I remember you were like, yo, Make sure to, if this is what you're doing, be be all in it. You, mm-hmm. you know, you're here, you're here. I can't remember all the exact, but that was kind of right. the theme of yeah. it. 
yeah. and it it threw me off in a good way because yeah. everything else I was hearing was just cla- all claps all over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was it like broke through the noise in a good mm-hmm. way. Oh, that's great. So that's one, crazy. I was uncomfortable because it wasn't what I was doing at the time, mm-hmm. and it even took me time to even adjust into it. So I didn't even take that approach right away. Mm-hmm. But the year that I did the most fruit came in mm. terms of just self-development growth, you know, the business mm. five folding. And, wow. um, and it was as simple as not as simple. It was a lot of work, the, the mm. information, but it was like, yo, just lock in of what that thing is mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Wow. be cool with all these people, you know, that don't cut off anyone or whatever, but like be all in with what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. So wow. yeah, it made That's me. Good to hear, bro. It was cool. Nice. It was a good convo, and this is another great one. I'm gonna take these uh, gems, and um, I, <laughs> nice. I hope all our listeners did too. Cool, so, um, cool. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me again, Dave. Um, yeah, I think we're too old for me to call you noodles anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Dave, I I really appreciate it, man. And and let's let's make sure that we don't yeah. go this long without speaking yeah um, um, i'm I'm fired up man so yeah i i actually got a bunch i got a few ideas so i i will be hitting you up cool and um shout out to your brother for sure Um, i'll let him know yeah give him my best i think yeah (laughs) and shout out to the whole major stage familiar um thank you and for anyone who isn't familiar make sure to go tap into what major stage is up to yeah it's a major stage on all platforms right yeah exactly yeah just major stage everywhere pretty much yeah no doubt so for anyone tuned in my guy dropped gems tonight you could collect (laughs) these gems and apply them to your day-to-day grind you know you know team no retirement (laughs) you know just finding a way you know being fearless just so many things um you could take from this gentleman right here and him and his brother just a definition of you know putting on for the culture putting on for people artists and um keep up the amazing work my dude thank you man appreciate it man it was a pleasure man and we'll definitely talk soon yes yes all right cool man peace peace